Time for part two of the 2024 housing market forecast and predictions. If you didn't listen to part one, what the hell are you doing? Go back and listen to episode 211. For the rest of you, let's go. What is up, homies? It's David Sedoni, your host of the How to Buy a Home podcast, the number one podcast for first-time home buyers trying to crush the confusion and get some real answers. This is part two of what's turning out to be a four-part mini-series on how to buy your first home. And yes, if you're curious, it is 1.45 in the morning, and I am doing part two because I am pumped that I finally got all this stuff into the compactness of four episodes for your ear holes. Now, part one, I can recap in one sentence. A steady rise in activity, inventory, and price increases is coming in 2024 with a sharp uptick in the third and fourth quarters, followed by a huge boom in 2025. So here's the why behind that summary forecast. Once again, with research, from articles and publications like Bankrate, Wall Street Journal, Brian Buffini, National Association, National Association of Realtors, Barron, CNBC, NPR, U.S. News, Riz Media, Inman, Goldman Sachs, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Mortgage Bankers Association, and all kinds of other folks. We're going to start with one from the U.S. News. This is a headline from them. 2024 through 2028 housing predictions. A gradual thaw with added challenges. Whoa. (laughs) Pretty bold to think they could forecast at 2028. I mean, that's five years from now. Five years from today, going backwards, that was January 2018. Mortgage rates were at 4.5%. The average home was at $250,000, not $400,000 like today. And oh yeah, in the middle of the last five years, we had a global pandemic. (laughs) But Rock on, U.S. News, if you think that you can give a five-year prediction. You homies out there know I love to give you both sides of fair and balanced information, so here are some excerpts. Sorry, I almost called them experts. Not sure anyone can be an expert five years from now. Here are some excerpts from that five-year prediction. They tell us that the article is based on data sourced from several authoritative sources, including the U.S. News Housing Market Index, which is an interactive platform providing a data-driven overview of the housing market nationwide. The article said, as mortgage rates slowly fall, more builders and sellers are going to enter the market, but housing prices should stabilize. They say that over the next five years, although some trends accelerated by the COVID-19 pandemic will continue to influence real estate, other factors will gain in importance. Among those factors are an aging population, the rising costs of climate change, a more unstable world, and the expansion of artificial intelligence into new corners of the economy. (laughs) Yeah, gang, this report was intense. I mean, bringing in climate change and AI affecting home values? Check this out. They said, quote, As with climate change, the ways in cities, states, and regions adapt to the rollout of AI is going to determine how resilient they are in the face of constant change, unquote. (laughs) 
Now, in its five-year prediction, it did bring up some pretty interesting points, some of which might come into play for you guys in 24 and 25, so let's get into those. They talked about so many real estate trends to watch that they've been actually watching through the 2020s that they're seeing some that are coming more into light and some more that might be spotlighted in the future. This is an interesting one. They talk about the total cost of ownership is going to become a key metric. Now, that means we're not just talking about the prices and mortgage rates, which is what everybody looks at. We're talking about the PITI and some other things, including the second PIT taxes and the other I insurance. That's a biggie. But they're also making sure we're talking about HOA fees, maintenance costs, again, adapting to the changing climate change changes. <laughs> and the big one that I skipped over, but let's talk about it now. High insurance premiums are going to become a popular barometer of total costs more than just principal and interest. Now, this is such a big deal. I'm going to do an entire podcast because ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thems and theys, we are in a housing insurance crisis and I'm seeing it every single day. We'll get into that in a whole other podcast. Now, in this article, they also mentioned this intriguing fact when it comes to entire expenses of a family. With new and used cars and auto insurance becoming more and more expensive, Homeowners in the suburbs are now being impacted by the rising cost to own a car. So that could mean either they're going to be looking at homes where there's public transportation, or they're going to be looking to find a place in the suburbs or the outskirts where they only need one car because one of them can work remotely. Interesting, right? Here's another interesting thought they said. More buyers are going to join with friends and family members to purchase homes. Now, this is a term that's been thrown around a lot recently. Intergenerational households. Uh, that happens when grown children boomerang back home. I know that's some of you back home after college. But we're also talking about people and homes that are created with friends and an increasing pool of multiple income sources to try to purchase homes to avoid the uncertainty of where housing costs are going if you're going to be a renter, because those rents have been going up and up. Here's some more futuristic stuff that came in this article. There's going to be changes in the way homes are built. Now, this is just for fun. Uh, they're talking about the multiple new home building production methods that have uh, struggled to gain traction, but they think that between AI and some other stuff, it's actually going to happen in the next few years. They're talking about 3D printing homes. They think that they're going to be doing that because they're going to be leveraging software to minimize the waste of materials, hoping that this is going to uh, boost the building quality while also speeding up construction timelines. I'm not really sure if you're going to have to worry about that in 2024, but I like to present it all. Here's a fact with more present day uh, actual data that's going to matter to you. With estimated pent up demand for housing ranging from 1.5 to 3.9 million homes, the national housing shortage is going to last through the end of the 2020s. Even if the national builders are willing to produce supply, it takes time for them to find the suitable land, the skilled labor, 
and the materials and build those homes. And while the National Association of Home Builders expects pent-up demand to be supplied to where they need it to by 2030, unless there is a consistently higher rate of legal immigration above the pandemic years, the changing demographics by 2030 are going to result in a lower demand for housing. Okay, that last part was weird. Uh, (laughs) Trying to say that the changing demographics are going to result in a lower demand for housing. But it doesn't matter. They're talking about 2030. So I don't really know. To me, that's a big reach. But I do want to present it all to you. But the key is that they're talking about it doesn't matter what they're doing. There's not going to be enough home built by 2025, 26, 27, 28, or 29. As far as the housing shortage, I'm going to give you the real facts on how it's going to affect you in 24 and 25 when I get to the inventory section, part three of this forecast miniseries. Okay, so moving on to the housing market summary and predictions within this same article with the five-year. Now, they're talking about the National Association of Realtors is predicting forecast to rebound to 1.8% by the end of the year of 2024. This article is predicting that about a 1% rise in prices above what they're predicting to be the national inflation rate. So that turns out to a 13 to 14% increase over five years. All right, so 14% increase over the next five years. That's a little too far for my liking, but I present it all. Continuing in this article, they say home rents. Rents continue to rise in 2023, but at a much slower pace. 2024, rents are predicted to remain stable and potentially rise slightly for single-family homes. However, given the ample supply of multifamily units, apartment rents are predicted to fall slightly. Again, if you listen to what I said earlier, fall slightly from a stupid high rate already, like that gallon of milk. What do they think about mortgage rates? They think that rates for the 30-year fixed mortgage are predicted to gradually fall over the forecast period. Remember, it's a five-year forecast period. Uh, But they say that it's unlikely to fall under 5% even in the next five years. Now, that one I agree with. The reason is those of you out there who are waiting for it to drop well below 5%, I understand why you think that, but it's definitely based on what I like to call recency bias. If you've been paying attention to mortgage interest rates since COVID, I know that you remember the 2% range for mortgage rates. But a nerd like me knows, and the economists know, that the average interest rate since 1970 is 7.7%. That 2% and 3% interest rates was a once in a lifetime thing, an artificial rate that was created as the result of the government reacting to the global pandemic and trying to pull us up out of it. So it's time to adjust your mindset right now and know that a five or 6% mortgage interest rate is still historically low. Now, I'll get deeper into the rate forecast in what's going to be part four of this mini series. 
Okay, this is my favorite. Uh, this is an article that came from my nerds at uh, NPR. So uh, for this particular reading, should I speak like this to explain to you the section that came from NPR? All right, I tried, but I can't do it. Uh, but imagine I'm doing that in your head. January 19th, NPR had a headline that said, 2023 was the worst year to buy a house since the 1990s. But there's hope for 2024. Started out by quoting bright MLS chief economist, Dr. Lisa Sturdivant, who said, quote, in 2023, we had about 4.2 million sales. Part of the reason why sales were down at the lowest level in a decade was higher mortgage rates. But lack of supply was the primary driver of fewer sales. Catch that, gang? Lack of supply was the primary driver. Say it with me. Low inventory. She continues to say, one reason I'm optimistic for more transaction is because there is a significant amount of pent-up demand. Another reason is that buyers are going to have more choices. Inventory is expected to increase with more existing homeowners taking the plunge. It will still be below where we were prior to the pandemic, and the market will still remain really competitive. Frankly, I look for a really weirdly busy first quarter of 2024. I'm with you, Dr. Lisa. I'm seeing that. As buyers are watching interest rates fall, some are deciding that they need to get in the market now before the traditional busy spring season. Unquote. Thank you, Dr. Lisa. That all makes sense. Now, this NPR article, here to help you out. It also says that other factors are also looking good for Americans in regard to inflation and unemployment. Two key indicators for spending. What does Dr. Lisa have to say about this? Quote, will the economy get better in 2024? Well, it's been surprisingly good in 2023 and recession risks remain low for this year. It is possible that the Federal Reserve will indeed be able to bring us in for that soft landing where the inflation is able to come down while unemployment is not jacked up. In fact, the unemployment rate is still 3.7%, which is incredibly low. The labor market is still really looking good. Wages are continuing to rise and will continue to rise this year. That's particularly good news for lower and more moderate rate wage workers who have seen the biggest wage increases over the last year or so. As far as the housing market goes, buyers in 2024 will find mortgage rates lower than they've been over the past year. They'll also find somewhat more inventory in the market. Sellers will still be in control of the markets, though they will have to negotiate with buyers more than they have in the past. Unquote. Continuing in the NPR article, let's give you some more quotes from smart people who have been right in the past. Like Realtor.com chief economist Danielle Hale, who I have quoted many times before. Danielle said, quote, a recent Realtor.com study found that the housing market slowed in 2023. Investors also pulled back as costs soared and rents softened. Good news for you guys, right? With rents continuing to ease and more multifamily homes entering the market for rent, investors may continue to tread more cautiously in the housing market. This would mean one less source of competition for potential first-time homebuyers who are approaching the 2024 market with optimism, despite the challenge of trying to buy a home 
at a below median price point, one that investors also often target. Mortgage rates will continue to remain a wild card for home shoppers, unquote. Okay, now I'm going to hit you with some thoughts with our friends from Forbes. They had an article that said this, you know, Forbes, billionaires and smarty pants. The article says, thanks to average mortgage rates remaining at more than double what they were in 2021 and during 2020 and 2021, and home prices staying sky high, housing activity remains stagnant. So the Forbes advisor asked several housing experts for their predictions on where the housing market might head in the next five years, again with the five years. While most experts expect that housing markets will come back into balance, they say there are warning signs for what might lie ahead. Okay, this article is the epitome of clickbait at its worst. There are a bunch of sub headlines throughout this article. First of all, they're talking about five years. And then second of all, here, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the last sub headline that they did. But keep in mind, they didn't present this till the end of the article. The last head uh, sub headline read why the housing market will probably not crash. See what I'm dealing with here? Okay, the article starts with, quote, are we in a housing bubble? Great sub-headline. Freak everybody out, right? What they said was that the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas identified signs of a, quote, brewing U.S. housing bubble in a report that came from 2022. Now, what's interesting is uh, there was a sharp increase in home prices, and they said that doesn't indicate a bubble, but the report found there are other fundamental factors to consider. Selma Hepp, the deputy chief economist at CoreLogic, is quoted saying, with mortgage rates at the highest level since the early 2000s and affordability at a record low, many potential buyers are priced out of the market or unwilling to buy home in fears of home price declines. Now, on top of that, Hepp says so many people who bought their house over the past two years are locked into ultra-low mortgage rates that they're unlikely to move anytime soon, putting additional strain on the inventory. So the rise in mortgage interest rates is due in part to the efforts to the Federal Reserve to tamp down inflation, which began surging in 2021 and hit the 9% in 2022. They then go on to tell you that the federal policymakers have raised those interest rates 11 times since March 2022, the most aggressive pace since the 1980s. And though the Fed has paused the rate hikes the past two meetings, Fed watchers not really sure that the rates are over, uh, at least not for the near term. Some of this comes from Fedman, uh, the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, stating at a recent conference that if it becomes clear that the Fed's policy is not sufficiently restrictive to bring inflation down to a sustainable 2% rate, policymakers will not hesitate to hike rates again. Okay, so it starts with all the doom and gloom, but then the article inputs paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of quotes and data against the bubble thoughts under these subsequent sub-headlines. Ooh, bonus points for me for using two subwords back-to-back. Here are those subsequent sub-headlines. Why the housing market will probably not crash. How is today different from the 2008 housing market crash? Homeowners remain equity-rich 
And finally, ending with this subheadline, the one I told you about, why the housing market will probably not crash. So here's some of the quotes and data from those subheadlines, which was the real point of the article. Uh, and of course, I'm going to read them while I eat a sub sandwich because I'm in sub mania right now. Woohoo! Starting with Len Kiefer, the deputy chief economist at Freddie Mac, who doesn't believe the U.S. housing market is in a bubble. Len said, quote, a bubble has three defining characteristics. Price, price growth is driven by speculation. Bubbles are fueled by credit expansion and bubbles pop. Kiefer said, while house prices grew at record rates in 2021, the reason for that was the increase, not primarily on speculation or on credit expansion, but rather record low mortgage rates, what we talked about, that post-pandemic artificial mortgage rate, and a fundamental shift in housing demand. Oh, unquote. Say it with me. Housing demand. Talking about low inventory. Okay, then the subheadline that said, how is today different from the 2008 housing market crash? Here's what they said. In the lead up to the Great Recession, the housing market had been fueled by rapid credit expansion, increased leverage, and household expectations for housing price growth that proved to be too optimistic. I would even go so far as to say, stupid way too optimistic. Okay, back to the article. Among the differences between today's housing market and the 2008 housing crash is that the lending standards are much tighter now. This is obviously due to the lessons learned in the new regulations enacted after the last crisis. I say again, new regulations enacted after the last crisis. Essentially, that means those who were approved for a mortgage nowadays are less likely to default than those who were approved in the pre-crisis lending period. What that means is, yeah, the use of ARMS, adjustable rate mortgages, given to people with little or no documentation, no verification, and basically no business buying a home, that has been regulated out and extinct since 2009. Most borrowers today have fixed rate mortgages. As a result, even though mortgage rates have doubled, current homeowners are seeing no change by that adjustable in the adjustable rate mortgages, no change in their monthly principal and interest payments. Now, the next sub-headline sub brings up something interesting for you to digest for the predictions for 2024. Another key difference between today's housing market and the 2008 housing crisis market is that many more homeowners today have equity in their homes, which they can use to help them weather a downturn should one ever come along. Recent data from Adam, H-E-T-O-M, another trusted source for data, revealed that nearly half of the mortgaged residential homes in the United States are still considered equity rich, meaning that the combined estimated value of the loan balances on those homes is at or below 50% of the value. The National Association of Realtors shows that the typical homeowner gained $100,000 in net worth since 2019, and the average equity position of homeowners, it's currently over $300,000. The next subheadline in this article, will housing supply finally recover in 2024? Oh, say it with me. What's the big deal with housing? 
low inventory. The, this part of the article says the country has an acute housing supply problem and likely will for a while. For one, pending sales, an indicator of future, future existing home sales, remain tepid. Tepid, that's their word, not mine. The article goes on to say, what's more, there's a lack of homes on the market, making housing inventory even tighter. These trends may continue as homeowners who purchased or refinanced at rock bottom mortgage rates during the pandemic will likely stay put in the foreseeable future. That's the locked in problem that we were talking about. National Association of Realtors reports that buyers expect to remain in their homes for a median of 15 years. Another reason for the tight housing inventory is that people are living longer. Damn boomers, damn healthcare, damn scientific advancement. The article says that where earlier generations would have exited home ownership, boomers keep going strong. This keeps their supply of homes off the market. Damn boomers. It also says that though a burst of new home construction has helped to bolster inventory, it hasn't provided enough to meet demand. Not enough supply for demand. Now, in this article, there was a hopeful note from Blake Blahut. B-L-A-H-U-T. Blahut. Hi, Blake. Unfortunate last name. A Florida-based realtor uh, from Realty One Group, Blake says, quote, much like 2023, it's going to be a very modest amount due to the fact that many existing homeowners are committed to exceptionally low interest rates, leading them to perceive selling their homes at this moment to be unwise. But Blake believes that the real shift might occur in 25 or 26, when hopefully interest rates will have dropped low enough to inspire homeowners to sell and transition to more desirable living situations. Blake Lahut expects a significant inventory shift to occur when mortgage rates return to the 5% range. Now, when I do the full deep dive on interest rates, I'll explain to you that the magic interest rate number, which has been proven, is actually closer to 5.75 or 6%. I'll explain that when we go deeper into mortgage rates in part four of the miniseries. Now, finally, this article wraps up with the what should have been the beginning of the headline, uh, beginning of the article, why the housing market will probably not crash. The sub headline that everybody wanted to read in the first place. Though home prices have jumped to astronomical heights in the last few years, the general consensus among experts is that housing market will see a correction rather than a crash. And so a sharp drop in prices is unlikely to occur. For one, despite high inflation, the economy is holding up remarkably well. Danielle Hale, the chief economist at Realtor.com, said, quote, I don't expect a housing market crash in 2024 as a steady economy and labor market continue to underpin household income and balance sheets. Moreover, a housing market crash would also require something that upsets the existing housing balance, namely more supply than there is demand for homes. Given that inventory remains extremely limited and more prospective buyers will enter the market as mortgage rates fall, it's unlikely that supply will outpace demand anytime soon, especially to the degree that would trigger a housing market crash. Unquote. Now, Again, giving you both sides, Hale said there could be some pain points in 2024. 
For one, Hale says, if the labor market weakens to the extent that it tips the economy into a recession, more homeowners may need to sell their homes to access their equity. Thus, home prices could likely fall due to the increase in supply. Another looming issue is that the further weakening of commercial property valuations may prompt local governments to raise residential property taxes to make up the tax revenue shortfalls. That kind of sucks. Hale said, with home valuations at or near record high, property taxes as a dollar amount are set to rise even if tax rates are unchanged. For some homeowners, this increase could be significant enough to make them move, and it could potentially cause an imbalance in supply and demand that would set off price declines. But I don't think it's a most likely scenario. Okay, so why... Does she think that this is, what did she say? That this is uh, most, doesn't think this is a most likely scenario. Okay, first of all, let's talk about the elephant in the room. That is a damn clunky way to say, I don't think that's likely. Really? She said, but I don't think that is a most likely scenario. Just say, I don't think it's likely. We get it. You're an economist. You're smarter than us. All right, homies. Why does she think that an imbalanced supply of supply and demand is unlikely. Say it with me now. Low inventory. Yeah. More on that part three in the series. Now, here are some quotes from some other articles to wet your whistle. Bank rate, great place to get information. Uh, their chief financial analyst, Greg McBride, said, quote, the plague of low inventory won't be cured in the short term. Unquote. Another article says this, low levels of inventory mean that sellers continue to have the upper hand in the housing market. Mortgage rates have come down from their peak, but are still high and steep home prices are dissuading would-be buyers. And finally, if rates were to drop further in 2024, that would spur the market for both buyers and sellers. Now, remember the thing that we heard from NAR lowest level of homes sold in 30 years, but prices went up. So remember, sales data versus price data. They're going to try to bait you with all this information that sales are down, sales are down, sales are down, but that doesn't mean price. Now, listen to all these quotes and see why you could be totally thrown off if you weren't paying attention to the fact that they were talking about the sales, the quantity, not the price. Here's a quote. While home prices more than held firm in 2023, the volume of home sales softened considerably. Now, if you just read that second half, you'd be confused, especially with a sentence like this. Existing home sales declined for five months in a row, rising slightly in November 2023 to an annual pace of 3.82 million according to the NAR data, which represents a 7.3% drop year over year. However, these trends may pivot in 2024 if mortgage rates continue to dip. Now, it opens with home prices held firm in 2023, and then it's a whole paragraph about how sales are declining. Uncle Larry, the NAR chief economist, Lawrence Yoon, he said, quote, Retreating mortgage rates will bring more buyers and sellers to the market and get Americans moving again, unquote. Yoon predicted that sales will rise as much as 15% next year. 
Now, wait a minute. You're thinking, sweet, my home's going to be worth 14, 15% more if I buy. No, no. That's a quote for sales, the volume, the number of homes sold this year. Here's another quote. Chen Zhao, who leads the economic team at Redfin, said, quote, housing sales are expected to increase a bit from this year. However, we are not expecting sales to increase dramatically as rates are likely to remain above 6%. So again, Chen Zhao's prediction is that sales are not going to increase dramatically. Nothing about prices. Selma Hep, the chief economist at CoreLogic, which is a real estate data and and fact, it's a nerd factory. I love it there. Uh, Selma Hemp from CoreLogic says, quote, lower mortgage rates would help spur home sales activity, which are expected to increase in 2024 from 2023. Declines in mortgage rates will drive more sellers to trade their existing home and help much needed inventory in the market, leading to more transactions. Again, that's transactions, not prices. Here's the data when it comes to prices. Housing prices have been on fire recently, culminating in historic highs. Remember, November's median sales price, 387600 was about twenty was only about $26,000 short of the highest monthly home price NAR has ever recorded. That was $413,800 set in June 2022. So, in November, we were only 26,000 off the highest ever, and November sucked as far as the number of sales, super low. So then what does that mean with home prices? Are they going to drop going into 2024? Uncle Larry said, probably not. Quote, home prices will rise around 3 to 4%, unquote. In a December statement, Lawrence Yoon elaborated, quote, home price appreciation can only moderate from drastically improved supply. Another 30% rise in home construction can easily be absorbed in the marketplace, especially in the light of the recent week's plunge in mortgage rates. So again, supply and demand is going to affect the price. Chen Zhao also noted that prices are intricately connected with housing inventory. Quote, Sellers are likely to remain reluctant to give up their low interest rate for a much higher one, so inventory will remain constrained. As more time passes, more homeowners may be forced to sell due to life events, so inventory may rise from the current anemic levels, but it's unlikely to increase much, unquote. So to summarize the question, will 2024 be a buyer's or seller's market? This is a synopsis of what the majority of publications said. In today's market, tight inventory continues to give sellers the upper hand. Eee, that sounds to me like prices are going up. Another thing, summary of what they said. There are more buyers than homes available, so each home that comes on the market becomes more of a hot commodity than it might if there were more options to choose from. Without a significant uptick in inventory, the seller's market seems unlikely to change this year. Our friend Selma Hep said, quote, the current significant shortage of inventory suggests it will be hard to become a buyer's market anytime soon, unquote. Chen Zhao said, quote, given expectations about interest rates and supply 
demand will probably exceed supply similar to current conditions. Supply is likely to remain below what we would deem a balanced market. Unquote. Yee. Two quotes that say we're not going to see a buyer's market anytime soon. And we're probably going to remain below what we deem a balanced market. From Bankrate, Greg McBride, the chief financial analyst, said, quote, the plague of low inventory won't be cured in the short term, but demand will suffer from high mortgage rates, bringing about a more balanced market in 2024. Okay. Now, I agree with some of that, but as I mentioned, so far, me and the unicorns are already seeing that the inventory is still too low. Remember my January home story that had 19 offers and sold 14% above list price and the other one that sold at list price just 15 minutes after the housing market? Here's some more summations of what the article said. The combination of high mortgage interest rates, steep home prices, and low inventory levels are lining up to make 2024 that housing market to be a challenging market for both buyers and sellers. Rates have been cooling a bit. If that continues throughout the year, some experts predict then market activity should heat up in response. The complexities of the current market mean that now more than ever, it's smart to lean on the guidance of an experienced local real estate agent. If you want to enter the market in 2024, whether you're a buyer or a seller, let the pro lead the way. <laughs> hey, what a perfect segue for me to tell you to get off your ass and reach out to howtobuyhome.com and get yourself a unicorn team for you to start your one month, one year, or two year plan today. The sooner you plan, the more options you have, the more options you have, the better deal you get. That's the truth. The more planning you do with the guidance of the Unicorn Pro, the more options, and then you're gonna be able to fight those battles because what we're hearing is it's shaping up to be an insane couple of years in real estate. Okay, uh, 2.17 in the morning. <coughs> oh, my God. Okay, that's part two. We will get to part three on inventory, a deep dive, and part four on mortgage interest rates, another deep dive. Hang in there. More to come. Howtobuyahome.com if you've got questions right now and you don't want to wait till these next episodes come out. See you soon. Oh, forgot. Remember, you can do this. Oh my God, I think I ended part one without saying you can do this. <gasps> Crazy. Okay, let me do it twice. You can do this. You can do this.